0: Hey team. Hello.
1: Hi! (laughs) Hey
0: guys.
1: How's it going? How are you riding? Good. Easy. Oh, what can we get for you?
0: No, good.
1: Beer, water, wine? No, no, I'm fine. LaCroix?
0: Uh, yeah, okay. LaCroix? Yeah. And then this is the jar from when you made pickled onions for us forever ago. I forgot to bring it back for a long time i set them. Yeah, great. How the heck was your day? Portland has an amazing garden culture. Stuff grows so easily out here with mild weather, which is sunny in the summer and really healthy, happy rain all the rest of the time. And then especially where I live out on the east side, the houses are older, which means that they're closer together. The plots are smaller and they're closer to the street. So you just see your neighbors a lot when they're out there working on their yards. It's where you meet people, it's where you catch up with people, see what they're up to. I wanted to bring some of that Portland garden energy to the podcast. So decided to drop by the house of my friends Jake and Danae. They just recently bought their first house and they're trying to figure out what to do with the backyard. One thing to note, my husband, who you may have heard me mention on the podcast from time to time, his name is also Jake. That is not this Jake, but they're both lovely people. So come on, let's head back outside and see what Jake and Danae are up to.
1: Yeah, so here's what I'm feeling. We have this big backyard space. I'm gonna drink our baccora
0: while we're talking.
1: Yes, you. we have this big backyard space. We don't know the measurements. It's I don't a know. new
0: house. Mm-hmm it's a describe it for us
1: our little tiny cottage in east portland so it's a 700 square foot adorable cottage one bed one bath which works perfect for jake and i um and it has this big backyard i mean what twice the size of the house i don't know it's big enough that like this outdoor space is when we saw the property We are such outdoor people. We want to be able to live outdoors and be out here all of the time. Even when it's raining, we'll find a little cover. There's a pergola in the back and the cutest little porch. And we've got our little chairs wrapped around the deck. We have two fire pits that we'll use when it's not fire season. Jake's currently Putting the apples that are falling from the apple tree into the bucket.
0: But he's 0 for four on shots. <laughs> <laughs> 0 for five. So what I'm gonna do?
1: <laughs> I've just made a terrible drawing for Jake and I mm. of the apple tree and the chairs. Jake had a fancy little computer, probably CAD system. Have you made a single one? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: There we go. Yeah. How many was that? Think Eight. Yeah, I
1: think so. <laughs> And him and I i did a similar terrible drawing and then like does this kind of make sense though like here's the fence here's the tree what do you see for garden boxes
0: so basically the question here is we've got this big outdoor space Uh uh-huh it's all grass right now yes the existing stuff that we're looking at is we've got a really venerable old apple tree yep we've got some Chairs in sort of like a semicircle underneath it to enjoy the shade when you have guests. Yes. And then at the back of the grass lawn, you've got a shed. Yes. That might eventually become a sort of like
2: outdoor work environment or like a detached office, office. Detached
0: yeah. office. And then aspirations to put like almost like a tiki bar in the back by the shed. Yeah, so. Man, have you only made one? Yeah. What are we, like, I'm not even keeping track at this point. We're just not, we're not gonna count this in tosses anymore. We're gonna count this in time. Yeah. Like, out of how many minutes, Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and usually my aim's pretty damn good. No.
2: Maybe
1: if you did overhand. Mm-hmm, tough call.
0: If she got it in the first one, that would be something <laughs> for smart. you. Um,
2: yeah, so, anyway, the thought is, with all of that shade over there, makes a lot of sense to make that kind of a hidden chill area yeah Um, where and it's at the back of the lot so you know you can it's the maximum amount of space you can get from the house yeah and
1: I for me in particular I think I need to like take it in tiny little parts so something that I know that I can do is get these garden boxes built and have those for the fall and get the soil going and we can get and so it, some greens. It
0: meaning the whole transformation of this space.
1: I need to start little, where Jake is a beautiful dreamer and he's like, oh, we'll do this and we'll do this. And I'm like, I, I just, all I can think about is this one space. Basically
0: we wanna, we want to break ground to start. Yeah. So we're thinking garden boxes first. You got to start somewhere. There we go. Like Jake says, break, got to break ground. How are you guys thinking about where to put the garden boxes?
1: We've drawn this terrible picture.
0: Well, did you just sort of pick it based on where it was on, like, a wide-ruled piece of spiral note pa- paper? Or... <laughs> no, we've been,
1: we've been looking at the sun, yeah. the way that everything moves. So this would be a great spot for vegetables and um, herbs. This
0: meaning because, like, it's sunny.
1: Gets a lot of sun mm-hmm. throughout the day, from morning until night.
2: Well, smack dab in the middle here is the most dependable sun and the least shade. Yeah. So if we're going to maximize our growth, put it right in the middle, which is tough because it's right in the middle. So then the question becomes, are we breaking up the space? Are we, you know, is it the centerpiece of the yard? Or is it a natural, you know, transition point?
0: If you've ever looked at a patch of land, large or small, and wondered, how do I fit all my ideas into this space? And then if you've ever had to navigate that conversation with another person, what you're hearing right now probably sounds a little familiar. The thing is, Jake and Danae are starting in exactly the right place, which is great. They're starting to think first about sunlight. And since sunlight is usually the thing you have the absolute least control over in any of your spaces, it's crucial before you make any decisions about what you're gonna do or what goes where that you understand the quality of sunlight you have. Jake and Nene know that in order to grow vegetables, they're gonna need a lot of direct sunlight through a lot of the day. That's what makes your vegetables happy and nutritious and delicious. But, of course, there are a few other things to consider, too. Once we'd identified where they were getting the vegetable-quality sunlight in their yard, we started to think about placement. We were looking at a lot of those spots. And there were some of those sunny areas that had a lot of dips um, or ridges that would have meant that they would have had to either flatten that land out and move it around or construct some really innovative garden beds in order to keep things level. We also talked about other things that they eventually wanted to have in their space. You heard them talk about a tiki bar chill-out area in the back. Jake wanted some spots that he was going to be able to bring in some local natural plants that wouldn't need much attention but could kind of fill in and shape the space. And then understanding how you'd navigate between all those different areas and the sitting area that they talked about underneath the apple tree. Once we had a lot of those variables in place, Jake brought out a few long pieces of wood and then he just started to block out where potential vegetable beds could go. That was really helpful because that process allowed us to kind of see things for really what the dimensions that they were going to be. Eventually we got to something that they were really excited about. okay so sum it up for us like if we had to sum up like the decisions that we made in this one what it how are you guys feeling about sort of like what did we try to do here and then what did we succeed in deciding
2: i think the main thing was placement vis-a-vis all the other elements that are planned for the garden but aren't going to happen for a while yeah i think more than anything with the topography of the backyard and making sure that you know we're not having to do a bunch of earth moving just to set up some garden boxes.
0: Danae, how are you feeling?
1: I feel great. I think that something that if you could see it, we're standing in the back and we're sitting in the chairs near the porch and in the back, there's a shed and it's kind of just like a shed that matches the color of the house, mm-hmm. but it's in like this big yard space that having this, the idea of where we wanna put the garden boxes in front of the shed that way makes the yard one feel less intimidating because now we've got it broken into this area that's really aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. and makes the shed look less awkward in the back as well. We also have like mismatched fences all around, you know, so like, it just takes your eye away from that. It takes your eye Mm -hmm. towards this really pretty shed.
0: Totally. um,
1: That, you know, is painted brand-new it looks like white and black and so it it kind of works really well I love it it really ties the shed into the whole space
0: yeah I think that's a great point that it kind of contextualizes the shed it gives it a reason for being
1: Uh it
0: doesn't feel crowded at all yep like the nice thing is when you put things in your space but you leave other areas around it and then it sort of almost feels like it's like look all the things I have and they're not crowded in or anything
2: I think, too, that once we get this going, like we were talking about, oh, we just got to break ground. We got to have some movement on something here. Even if nothing else takes shape, we have gardened before. We have had garden boxes before. Like, we know we can manage that. So does that shed actually become a garden shed instead of, or a greenhouse or something? It's impermeable, but does it become a greenhouse rather than an office space? Like, that doesn't... Wow, love it. Like, it doesn't matter because that's there. So even though I said it's not a centerpiece, like it is, and it becomes, um, yeah, it becomes the main, at least the one thing that is always being maintained,
0: worked on, taken care of. Nice, love it. You guys made all the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I just poked this thing in your face, and you guys <laughs> talked it through. <laughs>
1: That's good, though.
0: Okay, one one last. Let's try and get, uh, let's try and get audio of you making. One. You have one last try to redeem <laughs> oh yourself. Oh God. You've only, only done one. one this entire time, right?
2: No, uh, I think I got two
0: in. Uh, I didn't record okay, the I set other one. Up so. for
2: success as far as distance. Okay. Okay. Um, try it for
0: get. Yeah, you get best of three. Best of three. Yeah. One. One more apple, and then make one apple in the bucket. You
2: want me to pick it up? I got. Oh, the bucket? No, you can put it. Let's <laughs> see. Okay. we will gonna
0: heaviest first. Try number one. Close, overshot. Oh, oh bounce boy, off the rim. Man, <laughs> <Bounced> <laughs> Redemption shot, or oh Danae, do you just want to try one? Try to catch it for him? No, no, I think you should try to make one in.
2: This guy played beer pong with me for a couple years. He would, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself, the <laughs> memories we had.
0: Yeah. Oh, all right. You needed four, but you got it. I'm going to sleep, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And with Jake redeeming the college beer pong skills that, frankly, I think he and I remember a little differently, let's let them get back to garden planning. We are at Fresh Clippings on Instagram where I will share some pictures of their brand new yard. Jake and Danae. Thank you so much for letting us join you on plant time. And thank you everybody else for tuning in. For Clippings, this is Topher Burns. I'll see you in the garden soon.